Welcome to the table. You are listening to the Kingstown Communion podcast with lead pastor Michelle Matthews. The Kingstown Communion is a new United Methodist Church existing to gather people into communion with Jesus Christ through courageous conversation, creative community, and collaborating for the common good. For more information about upcoming events and opportunities to serve, visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Kingstown Communion. We're glad that you're listening along with us. If you live close by, we hope you'll join us for worship in person. And if you ever feel so inclined to help us by giving financially, you can do so on our website, kingstowncommunion.net. verses 27 through 35, and then we'll jump forward to verses 41 through 51. Hear now the word of God. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, what must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in whom he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Then the Jews began to complain about him, because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They were saying, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, do not complain among yourselves. No one can come to me unless drawn by the father who has sent me, and I will raise that person up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one whom is from God. He has seen the Father. Very truly I tell you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The word of God for the people of God. 
Jesus says, I am the bread of life. And when we read this immediately, a switch should be flipped in our brains when we read it. To know that that line is not as it is written. That there is something underneath that line, some hidden meaning, some deeper truth at work here. Because it is merely a sign. I am bread, Jesus says. Which is this bold, subversive claim when much of the world does not get enough bread to eat. As bold as that is, I would suggest that that's not the hidden meaning, still. That's not the deeper truth, still. John says, I am bread, and in that he is making clear that there is deep hunger in the world, of which Alyssa spoke. But also there is deep hunger in our lives. There is acute suffering, physical hunger. And there is also that raw and empty spiritual hunger. There is hunger for food and there is hunger for hope. There is hunger for safety and there is hunger for release from all of our worry. There's hunger for justice and there is hunger for companionship. There is hunger there's hunger for food, and there is hunger for love. And to this hungry world, Jesus says, I am bread. I am bread in a world where more than 15,000 people a day are dying from malnutrition. I am bread on college campuses where 25% of undergraduate women and a growing percentage of undergraduate men suffer from eating disorders. I am bred in, in the United States where junk food is so plentiful and cheap and healthy food is so expensive and upwards of 70% of the DC metro area is living paycheck to paycheck, so yeah, you know what they're gonna buy. Jesus says, I am bread to a church group on a Thursday night. Of which there may be someone, maybe many of you, who are well-fed and well-dressed and yet still dying of hunger. And maybe there is... Um, Someone else here who has been rushing about their life lately, filling life with all of these experiences, one after another, one thing after another thing, and the emptiness is just growing, and the hunger becomes more and more and more and more severe, and you wonder what, if anything, might finally satisfy and bring rest in your life. We've identified all these ways we hunger, but the funny thing is, and maybe this is even the next level of hidden meaning in this I am bread, the funny thing is in the midst of so much hunger, all this hunger that we just talked about, sometimes, many times, some of us may not experience hunger at all. Maybe it's because we are already so full of 
food or things or stress or anxiety or maybe simply because we're so full of apathy and maybe sometimes what we need is a little hunger a bit of longing in our lives hunger for goodness and compassion and truth some pang of hunger for God and here's that extra nugget of hidden wisdom deeper truth in this sign of bread that Jesus doesn't want us to starve but nor does Jesus want our lives to be so full that there is no room for God I love this book and I'm going to read you a little bit of it as I close tonight it's um, Traveling Mercies I recommend it to you it's Anne Lamont um, and she tells her story of what hunger felt like for her. I wonder if this might um, help you, give you a window into your own hunger. It's this powerful story of alcohol and addiction, of her incredible talent as a writer, of her immense emptiness and loneliness in her life, and, and finally this discovery that all along she was being pursued by God. So this is what she writes. There was a time when for weeks, everywhere I went, I had this feeling that God, like a little cat, was following me around, wanting me to open the door and just let God in. But I knew what would happen. You let a cat in, just one time you give that cat just a little bit of milk, and then it stays forever. And so I tried to keep one step ahead of it, slamming my door when I entered or left, and when I eventually went back to church one one day, I was so hungover that day that I couldn't stand up for the songs, and this time I stayed for the sermon, which I thought was so ridiculous, like someone trying to convince me of extraterrestrials. But the last song was so deep and so raw and so pure that I could not escape it. It was as if the people were singing in between all the notes and weeping and joyful all at the same time, and I felt like their voices or something was rocking me in its bosom, holding me like a scared kid, and I opened up to that feeling and it washed over me and I began to cry and I left before the benediction that day and I raced home and I and I felt that little cat running along my heels the whole way home and I walked down the dock past dozens of potted flowers and under a sky as blue as one of God's own dreams and I opened the door to to my houseboat and I stood there a minute and then I hung my head and I said I quit I took this long deep breath and I said out loud, all right, you can come in. You see, Anne's discovered that her deep hunger for something more in her life was really a desire for God. And she thought she was trying to hold on to God, but in the end, God was, was, was holding on to her and that God wouldn't give up until she opened the door or took a seat at the table, right? Jesus says, I am the bread of life. And underneath that sign, those poetic words, we hear this question from Jesus. Are you hungry? It's the same question 
at the heart of those mysterious words Jesus spoke at a Passover meal with his friends that Thursday, the night before he was betrayed. He says, this is my body broken for you. Are you hungry? Because if you are, I promise you this bread is life. Are you hungry? This body is the bread of life. One sign pointing to the next sign, which would be the cross, right? And all the signs of God's, John's gospel, like, like these mountain streams rushing together in this one overflowing river, have all been pointing to this one sign after all, because it's the final intersection of our deep hunger for God and God's relentless hunger for us. And so the question tonight before you is, are you hungry? Because with arms outstretched, Jesus, the living bread, holds each of us, offering his life that every hungry heart would be filled. Are you hungry? I invite you um, to think on that as the band comes up and and plays this hymn and as we receive our next course and think about what you might share. What is your story of hunger before we, we join in our table conversations?